Welcome, everybody, to the very first edition of Raw Justice, um, a podcast that I know you're going to enjoy listening to. We're going to try to do them uh, once every two weeks or so. And uh, I'm really excited to, to get started today because, um, you know, we're, we're, what we want to do is expose you to what real lawyers are like, um, lawyers that pound the streets and, um, you know, defend real, real people, real criminals. Um, so let me, let me introduce you to the crew here. Um, with me on all the podcasts is uh, Alex, uh, also known as the People's Lawyer. Um, Alex, let me, let me read a couple of testimonials about Alex, because I think once I do that, you'll get a, a great sense of who he is. So th- this one's from Donovan. <clears throat> he knows how to work the system for you. Alex worked hard and beat my case. Then he got my mother big money for a car accident. Always called me back. He will be our family forever. Thanks, Alex. Donovan. Alex, do you remember that guy? I don't remember Donovan. You don't? No. Okay. And then we have another endorsement that I thought was awesome. It just says, I endorsed this lawyer by Brian. You remember him? Um, Brian, yes. He was good. Nice man. Um, just the, they were only accused, Rob. These people, you said criminals, they're only accused. Oh, I'm criminals. sorry. I'm sorry. I got to get my, my uh, lingo ready. Um, a couple things. Alex, um, I know you dabbled in the world of politics a little bit. Can you give us a little bit of background on your political experience? I did. I ran as a delegate for District 11, which is in Baltimore County. It pretty much goes from the um, southern or the, the northern line of the city all the way to Hunt Valley, to Pikesville, over to Delaney Valley Road. And I ran as a delegate. There's an open seat. And I ran. And I came in sixth place. Out of how many? Out of six. Six, okay. And I think if I got my uh, percentages right, you got about 3.8% of the vote. I don't remember. That sounds about right. Okay. And um, any any ambition to run again? No. No? No. Okay. Well, if you do, you can use this as a, a forum to push your uh, your agenda and all your platforms. This will be a stepping stone for my any future political rise that okay. I take. Awesome. Not to jump in here. Could you give us a campaign highlight? One of the campaign highlights was um, I was at a forum. I ran, I'm, I'm, I ran as a Democrat. And I was at a Democratic Forum in Towson, in Towson, and it was at the Democratic Club, and all the delegates were there. There were two delegates, there were, you know, incumbents, and then there were four or five people, I guess there were four people running, one being the future Senator, Shelley Hedelman. So we were running, and there were questions from the audience, and let me tell you, these politicians, they just want us to think what, they just want to answer what they think is the right answer. Right. As part of the raw justice, this was an early raw justice experience. This is the formative years here? This was the formative years, and this is where it started. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to answer from my heart. So this was, this was 2016? I don't know. I think it was 2016. And a question, one of the questions came up from a young mother and daughter, and they said, how do you feel about medical marijuana? I mm-hmm. said, I'm for it. Everyone else, you know, we got to weigh it. We got to think about it. Then there was a question about euthanasia whether we should be able to kill old people. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one I said, I'm for it. 
just like that. Because mm-hmm. that's how I felt. Yeah. And then it was it was a big hit in the room. It wasn't a big hit in the community. I want to say I think we paid about six thousand dollars as my campaign for my campaign. Three three thousand of it for my parents. Mm-hmm. I put in about five hundred, mm-hmm. and then a few other neighbors donated money. And I want to say John Hammond was there. Where was that? Riderwood Elementary School. I was a Riderwood volunteer. Um, the elementary school right there on Thornton Road, which, by the way, has great political significance in our area. That is where former Governor Bob Ehrlich met his future wife, Kendall. Kendall Sabisky. Okay. And they met at the polling location. Really? And then that sparked a love affair, and they eventually became uh, the first couple of the state of Maryland. I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess they were both. I know she would be. She grew up Jop on Tally Ho Road. I don't know where he was from, but they were there both to vote. He's from Arbutus. Okay, but they were there that at that time both to vote. He may have lived in Mays Chapel. Okay. But the yeah, true significance, though, yeah. is to this day, that's where John goes. We shouldn't say, maybe you shouldn't right. say this on the podcast, but that's where you go for your workout. Yeah, there's a workout uh, location that I take advantage of there that's very... Um, we're on the steps. Very challenging, the steps. Okay. I do the steps there. And I've slowed down a little bit on what, how much I can do, but I still like to go there, and it's very vigorous. I encourage the Gilman pitching staff to try this out. Um, <laughs> I think it's still available. Nolan Ryan, back in the 80s, used to run a vertical 45-degree hill at the Astros spring training. Mm-hmm. And I kind of likened it to that, and I thought it would be good for them, knowing there's bursting and there's leaping so that when they push off that mound, they get maximum velocity. Yeah. That's what I think it was. To so, tell you the truth, I don't know if Donovan was really a real person in this testimony. Well, then you made all these testimonies I have to think up. about that. I, don't, I have to think about that. I'm, gonna re- I'll, I, I'm not sure. I don't recall. Now, I thought the campaign highlight was going to be your reception by one of the circuit court judges in Towson, nameless, when you went to their home and did a cold call knock oh. on the door. Could you just get us up to date on that a little bit? <laughs> Well, I knocked on the door, and what you what happens is you get voting lists. You buy a voting list, okay, and it tells you all about the, the people that live there and how frequently they vote. It was very it was very inaccurate. That's that was a pet peeve I had. I've learned from since then. I've called WBAL to tell them that before. I called Euripsy Morgan to tell her this before her run. But we went. I went to a house. I knew who lived there, and it was a judge. Was a judge. President is a judge. That judge doesn't like me. I saw them at a recent bull roast and sat, sat at the table with me. We shared no words. But when I knocked on the, the, ju- the judge's house, I saw the judge run up the steps, and then his, the spouse came to mm. answer it. He didn't want any part of it. Didn't want any part of that. Mm. wonder if they mm. voted for you. Well, they, they might have. I, I do know you have some money, some money in your campaign uh, account that if you wanted to run again, you probably could pull from. Cause I probably I know, have 30 I, or $40. I, mean, I, know you're, I know you're treasurer, and we, we talked about this a little bit. Every six months, we get something in, in the um, from the Board of Elections. Okay, so, so um, you I could heard, donate it. Yeah, you could. To you, a, you heard the uh, the the voice of our third uh, member of our podcast, uh, John, and um, John also obviously is a lawyer, and um, you know he he's to give you a little background. Some of you may know John. You may recognize his voice. Uh, John is a uh, legend of the Baltimore talk sports talk um, community. Um, otherwise known as John from Timonium. And I'll just tell a real quick story about this. Uh, I was having a, a party at my house, 
and John was there, and uh, he was talking off to the side, probably with Alex, maybe my wife, and um, one of the guys that I was talking with said, oh, my God, I know that voice from somewhere. And I said, really? I said, that's John. Do you know John? He goes, I, I've never met John. He says, but I recognize the voice. He goes, oh, my God, you're John from Timonium. Long, a legend, a legend, an absolute legend. So Alex and I are very, uh, you know, we, we feel very lucky that we've got John here who, who um, you know, has, has shared opinions and, and many, many hours of, of sports talk radio with you. Um, a couple things about John before we, before we continue. Um, as I did with Alex, um, I just want to read a couple testimonials about John so you get an idea of what kind of quality lawyer we have here. Um, this one's from Sapphire. <laughs> And it says, I highly recommend this law office. I had my case today for a criminal charge. John greeted me early and with great news. I was in the courtroom for about 10 minutes, and my case was automatically dismissed. John kept me updated and helped through the whole process with my case, and I thank you. He is very professional and will help any way he can. If I need a lawyer again, I will definitely be calling your law office again. Thank you. Sapphire. The last one I'll read is from Corinne. Do, do hey, before you go any yeah. further, we have to make sure that we're correct with this. It's Sapphire with a Y. Sapphire with a Y. I just want yes. to make sure the listenership, our, our, our listeners out there are clear about that. It's Sapphire with the Y. Do you recall okay. Sapphire? you remember her I case? I remember Sapphire, Towson District What was she Court. charged with? Um, I don't want to confuse anything, but there was an allegation of, um, of uh, shoplifting from a retail outlet, and that was summarily dismissed based on some legal ramifications and requirements they could not meet. Yeah, thanks. Um, and, and this one's from Corinne. Most experienced patient and thorough attorney team in the Baltimore metro area. Special thanks to John, who represented me as my defense attorney. I should also know that, uh, tell you that John, um, John is the uh, is the linchpin of the P. Paul Kokoris law law firm um, offices. I know there's an office on Route 40 in Edgewood. Is that still there, John? Yes, two zero on Pulaski Highway. Zip codes two one zero four. And there's another one in Catonsville or Howard. Where, where's the Where's the other one? We have Howard County. Okay. Um, 8585 Baltimore National Pike, 21043 in Ellicott City. And um, we're also located in Baltimore City, the trial center location. Um, I'm trying to think where. Oh, Glen Burnie. How can I forget? Yeah. 6301 Ritchie Highway, right across from the Denny's. Uh, the zip code there is 21061, within a stone's throw away of the, 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 uh, the MVA in that location. Yeah. Um, so... For those of you that are kind of natives of Baltimore, you may you may have heard the name of Peepaw, of course. Peepaw, um picture used to be plastered all over the backside of uh, the Yellow Pages, right, John? Every single household in this in this area. Every single household in this area knows who Peepaw Kokoris is. And I actually did a Google search the other day, and it was uh, it was interesting to see that I hadn't seen it in a while. You know, phone books are out of out of uh, commission now, so. Well, that was the one book, which was a competitor oh, the one to book. the Yellow yes, Book. Yes, that's right. But I, just to draw back a little bit, I have to give you some, some props here because I know you've done a lot of research into today's event. Uh -huh. And I know you know this and did this as a surprise to me, but the opening music, Breaking the Law, mm -hmm. back when that was first released, yep. I participated in an air guitar contest sponsored by 98 Rock at the Stereo Discounters on Aylesbury Road in Timonium. <laughs> and my song was... Breaking Judas the law? Priest breaking the law. Oh my God! That was there was not... a lot of there was a lot of Ted Nugent cat scratch fever at that yeah, time. Yeah. But I wanted to go a little bit off. The song had just come out around ni 1980 or so, and that was my choice because of the hard beat and the passion that came through 
came through through the guitar involvement. Were you already a lawyer at that point? Or did that, yeah, Im- that maybe inspire you to ninth, be a lawyer? Ninth to tenth grade. Okay. Maybe my last year at Ridgely or into Delaney High School, the okay. tenth grade. How did we do in the contest? Um, Sarah Fleischer was a judge. I was not successful, um, but it was a fun experience for sure. That's great. Um, before we get I into never it. met Sarah Fleischer. Hey, a very gentle and rich FM voice. Great and voice. It, and at the time, a groundbreaker because there wasn't a lot of female. She was great, had a great voice. There's not a lot of female people involved in that industry. You probably, Rob, you probably remember growing up. I mean, you had uh, Bob Lopez doing the. Doing Bob the, uh, legendary Bob Lopez. In the morning, mainly the, the news and the traffic. Mm-hmm. Alan Cordiff with all the, all the uh, imitations and all the characters. And John Panzarella, who distinctively also went to Delaney High School. When did Bob Rivers come in there? Do you know? That, that was a new, that was my generation of that. And it was, it was odd to have an FM radio station with music. Yeah. And it was really groundbreaking. I, I think he followed after that. Wasn't Bob Rivers the guy that uh, sat up on the roof until the Orioles won? Wasn't that him? It or could no, have been. Or maybe he's also sat in every seat at Memorial Stadium one time. He did some stunt, I think. Do you remember? No, no. I mean, I kind of lost track of it. I still love 98 Rock, but it's, it's with all the other options now. Including this podcast, I you know we don't you know we have these things going on here. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, congratulate John on his recent induction into the Howard County Parks and Rec Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Thank you. Uh, Alex and I had the opportunity to to to, uh, to go to that event. Um, it was just it was unbelievable. John, Thank you. John's son, his son's friends were there. Um, some local celebrities. Um, For sure, yeah. the buffet, it, unlimited right. buffet, the unlimited buffet, buffet swami. That's right. And in addition, I'm also a first ballot call of famer from my, my radio day. So a lot of people are familiar with that as well. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so um, for me, I'm, I'm here um, trying to soak in all the knowledge I can uh, from Alex and John, not only about culture and, and society, but also the legal world. We have, a lot of, we have a lot of issues going on in today's society. We're going to get to uh, the topic of crime in Towson. I think both John and Alex have um, some, some strong opinions on that and um, you know, as immersed as they are into the legal world, um, you know, they, they know a lot of the judges and the, and the lawyers and, um, and some of the characters that, that, that um, are, are, part of this, are part of this community. So, um, and I would just say that, you know, for me, um, you know, my, I have no law background um, except my exposure to, to Alex and, and John, but I would say my greatest accomplishment in life was meeting my wife at Hammerjacks. Agreed. Was don't you think, John? <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent. And Hammerjacks was a was part of the fabric of Baltimore for a long time. There's been rumors it's coming back. They're doing a documentary on it, but I'm sure many, many, many great relationships started there mm-hmm. and have lasted there. Many <clears> listeners got to be right at the probably top. Probably happened too. Yeah. This was the one on Hanover Street. Remember, there were there were a couple. Yep. Wasn't there one on Charles Street at one point? I think there was one with Charles. Guilford, South Charles. Recently, Guilford. Really? Recently, uh, they tried point. to make a go of it at Guilford. But I think the original one was right down there in that corridor where the new stadiums yep. are. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that's where I was. Big audio I never went there. Big Audio Dynamite 2 is, was the concert. I'll never I forget. never made it there to Hammerjacks. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit more about why we're doing this, and, and I'm, I just want to explain um, – you know, kind of what, what the genesis is of, of this podcast and why we thought it might be a good idea to share some of this stuff. A, a couple of months ago, I had the honor of going to an invitation-only book signing by Bruce White. Um, Bruce White, uh, whose biography, Don't Count Me Out, Baltimore Dope Fiend's Miraculous Recovery, 
it's really the story of Bruce's life, a drug addict and criminal who spent almost nine years in prison for assaulting a SWAT member and, and, and now is kind of an expert in recovery and has devoted his life to helping addicts. And at the book signing that I was attending with John and, and Alex, um, I walked in the door and I saw all these lawyers and judges and incredible legal minds. And man, the stories they were telling were unbelievable. And, and in, in all honesty, I mean, they, they treated John and, and Alex like royalty. I mean, you guys had more stories. Thank you. I mean, it was, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, um, Bruce, who is like a, a, a celebrity, right, just loves Alex and John. You, any any love comments, John. Any, really comments love John. any comments about hey, Bruce? Here's while we're the thing about Bruce. I can say it with one statement, and it was said by a judge in district court when he was um, trying to convince somebody to go that direction and get involved with his program. He described him simply as the superhero of recovery. Mm-hmm. And I think that says it all. Yeah. I think that says it all. He's seen it all, done it all, experienced it all, and knows it's day-to-day, um, hour-to-hour. He believes strongly in um, support and also maintaining your companionship with people in the same area with meetings. And he's, he's a light to all of us in our lives. Yeah. And you met him. You saw it. You, Truly you, inspiring. Yes, absolutely. I think, John, you were one of the first people, lawyers, to bring him around, isn't that? How did he, you meet him? I met him in court. This was years ago. I met him in court, and we kind of hit it off. And I just thought he was genuine. And he's just like us. Even though he was an addict in the past and had legal issues, the fabric of the way he conducts himself, he's a, a regular guy. He likes what we like. He likes sports. He likes movies. He likes good food. He likes talking. He likes camaraderie. Yep. And he's just like anybody else, but he had these issues. He overcame them, and we support him, and he supports us. I really think Bruce White is almost the, you know, the American dream personified, um, a person – who had a troubled youth. Um, it led him into a criminal history, served jail time. And he, from that, he learned. And then he's made himself a, a benefit to the community. Um, he's a success. And it's one of those things that only happened in America. And, and I, God bless him, and we, we wish him the best here at Raw Justice. Yeah, we do. And, and I, couldn't, I couldn't get over the number of, of lawyers and again judges who were there to support him in his book and uh, again it says a lot about Bruce and I certainly don't know him uh, met him but you guys know him much better than I do but go ahead John you know Rob we we were there and if you went and took an analysis like Alex and I are pretty open about people we're people persons okay um, that's our skill the people's lawyer that I mean that's what that's they our call skill them. but we would see people in we like that, people we like people people that attended that judges and um, and lawyers as well. They all have their own backgrounds right. and their perspectives. And for him to have them there, some of them are hard nuts to crack. Mm-hmm. Believe me, they're very doubtful and skeptical, and it takes a long time to get them on your side. And those guys were there too, yeah. which really is a testament to Bruce. Well, what I loved about that event was the, um, you know, the, the lawyers that were there were just regular people, right? They, they are, you know, they... I don't know them, and I'm assuming that many of them don't come from the high-powered blue-blood law firms, right? These are these are lawyers that represent people who are petty criminals, right? Um, gun charges, drugs, right, right, traffic traffic citations, right? I mean, these are the kind of guys and, and, and girls that you all represent, oh, right? right? They're real people. They're middle middle-class people that, you know, make bad decisions or bad things happen to them, and it's our responsibility and hope to get them out of these things. So, 
in the best way we can. Yeah, you know, the other thing is we've been watching this um, this trial from the coverage from South Carolina, and they have, I mean, that concluded last night. They have all these people, all these analysts on there talking about this and that and standards and all that kind of thing. Here's what I think distinguishes Alex and I and people that are similar to us in court. You can't ignore the human element that's in a courthouse. Even if it's the way the judge is or the human perspective of where they're coming from, what they're doing, um, any of these jury people, these analysts that can say, I can look at them and, and look at what their job was and if they're married or not, how old they are, and tell what they're thinking, that's a joke. You can't ignore the human element. And the better or the quicker you recognize that, the more successful you'll be in court. Anything? No. I agree with that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, so these two guys are really kind of the true, um, you know, the true warriors of the Baltimore legal world, right? They know how to talk to the accused. They know how to move around to jail. <laughs> Alex, you, you, you go to jail quite a bit, don't you? Visit clients? I go to jail all the time. I'm sure John does, too. I took um, a young man to jail with me couple weeks ago um, um, and we were in the county jail and this we were there and how it works is you know there's you see, I, there's a one seat and then there's the glass and then the, the defendants on the other seat across the glass and sitting in a chair but he was tall he was standing up and I was with a student who was off school that day he wanted something to do so I brought him in as my law clerk that day and this person was charged with with murder it was an interesting scenario and as he's I have a student behind me He's never been anything like this. And as the the accused is talking to him, explaining his story, he's looking at the kid and saying, you know how it is, you know how it is. And the kid, I looked, I said, before we went in there, I said, don't smile, just look very serious. And he was nodding his head and saying, yeah, I do, I do. So, yeah, we know how the jails work, and we've, we've been there, and it's just a different world. It's just a different world, and, you know, it's good and bad. It's good and bad we know about it, really. But I'm glad we're there to do it. Somebody What's the best it. place to eat at the city jail, around the city jail? Is there a restaurant? Is there is there a place to eat? Or you have There's to that go? one place. What's the place that has like There's the, a place called the Dog House yeah, the dog that's a favorite house. of the employees. The employees uh, will go in there in the They morning, love that place. People love that and, place. And they'll get their lunch and take it in. And it's open real early, maybe till about a little bit after 3 when that last mm-hmm. shift change comes in. Now, what I've are they, heard, the hot dogs? They they the the hot ho- dogs? I like the hot dogs. I, I like saw Roland I, Brown there eating a hot dog one time. In I like car. the hot dogs, but I think of the of the uh, correctional officers, the meatloaf is. Really oh, that's what I got. I got the, the meatloaf. meatloaf. I got the that's what they're known for. Huge. The meatloaf. I got the meatloaf. Yeah, the meatloaf is huge. They don't have any chairs in there. There's some dessert items as well. Yeah, there are. Bit, think, it's like a counter. You have to stand in there. It's right. It's between the jail and the. Um, it's on the back side of the penthouse club. Okay. Right there. I was going to say the adult, you know, adult entertainment not club. The, not the, no pun intended. But I'm just saying, you know, it's on the back side of the penthouse club. Now, with that in mind, I've also heard for a complete meal, they have a French, they, they make the full French apple pies. And as our listeners know. Just for the holidays? The, yeah. The distinguishment is on the top, there's like a. Not no, a like sim- that crust. Yeah. It's a. Um, with the sugar on it. It's a, it's a sugary sugar. white topping. Yeah. But the mm. interior contains raisins. I don't like. I don't like anything. Yeah. Apple that's pie. a big that's raisins. Raisins in the. Pie? I, I don't like that's apple right. pie at that's all. Right. I like nothing with French, apples. French apple. You get that. Important. I don't like any desserts with apple so pies. So if I, if I, if I gave you a courthouse in any of the surrounding counties, could you tell me the best place to eat around the courthouse? Absolutely. Okay. So Harford County, where are you going? All right. So Harford County, there's a place right on Main Street. Um, 
pizza, subs. Fortunatos, Buen Tempos. That's right, right there. Hartford County Reservoir product. And in route there, there's some other places. But I'll tell you this, my go-to for something solid, whether it be a sub, um, soups, anything like that, desserts, uh, drinks, the lemonade is phenomenal. I get a chocolate milk. Wawa. You Whatever. can't miss. Yeah. It's to me it's a bullseye every time. To me it's great. It's great. See, I like the cold subs. I don't like the hot subs. They have Bob it, does not can, like the hot subs. Well, okay. There. So what you do is this. There's a hybrid combination. Got I got the brisket. You, they have brisket there. You can now. go you can heat the I, whole thing or just toast the roll. That's true. When yeah. you go through the prompts, right. you could right. do that and yeah. add your cheeses and so forth. But I think you get a classic size or a shorty. What kind of bread you get at Wawa? I, like I go the, the I like whole wheat. I, go I always junior. go white. I go. I don't think there's yeah. any difference between the whole wheat yeah. and the white health wise. Okay. So I just go white because it's right. just. But I go junior sized. I think that's the best value. I couldn't go for the whole one, the bigger one. The the shorty well, is yeah. just it's just that's like a couple bites and it's over with. How about Howard County? Where are you going to eat? I mean, I'm trying to think. Now look, Howard I don't, County I don't just go kind of switched. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think I don't really. Well, Rob, since you asked, I really don't. If I'm driving out there to a court like that, I'm not really stopping for lunch. You're not. I'm a swimmer with John. I like going there. If I, I don't even really get sandwiches much during the day, I want to get in and get out. You know, so I'll, I'll stop at the Royal Farms or something, or the the Wawas and get I get some peanuts or something. I don't like sitting down and taking you know an hour for lunch. The dashboard diner. The dashboard diner. That's what it is. I do like John. I think you told me that place. Um, in Annapolis, in the Annapolis District Court, is that Riva Road across right. Riva Road? Well, there's like the growls. Yeah, there's a growl. And okay, there's a so, pizza place in there. Right. You told me about the pizza place. Growl before. Boulevard, they'll have the growls, which I'm going to tell you something right now. The best chicken salad I've had is the growls in Ruxton. Down there at the other growls in Annapolis, and they have the other one in Hereford, they taste different. Oh really? The chicken salad has a different taste. I've been into that one down. I've inquired about it, but they it's a. It's but you know the pizza place shoulders. there? Yeah, there's a quality pizza. What, place. Do, they, good. what, what do they tell you at Growls? Why why is it not the same? Don't they they don't get the same I, chicken? They they kind of explained it to <clears throat> me in that the ingredients that were additives by the individual chefs in the back vary at the different locations. I like that Harvest. Uh, is it called the Harvest um, grilled ch- uh, chicken chicken salad? Has like nuts in it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. It's still and the, chunky. And, the, and the, the green grapes. Yeah, that's the yeah. grapes. What about, what, about I the, like that. what about the Amish place on York Road? Is that good? That's, that's the best. Dutch There's nothing better than that. But There's Rob, nothing only better open, than that. Only open Thursday and Friday during the week. I know. What, what's up with that? Well, and they have weird hours, too. I think they close yeah. at like 4 o'clock on Thursdays. Is today Thursday? We can go there right. Well, they're closed already, probably. Are the are the kids working in the middle of the day? What are they doing? Are the neck going? Well, they're, to those That's kids are eight question. years old. They're working harder than any kids <laughs> I know. They're working hard r- right away. Yes, they're making a lot of money over there, though. They make they that fa- is that the Stoltz family? Could be yes. They own all of that area of Pennsylvania. In that area, Stolfus maybe. Stolfus. That's it. That's where we got our dog. We got Muffin from the Stolfuses <laughs> in Pennsylvania. It was probably a four hour ride. And there's Stolfuses. They had they were Amish family in this beautiful house. It was beautiful, but they didn't have electricity. But they had probably so twenty Muff- dogs in the so basement. Is Muffin an Amish dog? That, yes, yes, or, she is. The origins, yeah. Um, but that that the Dutch market's the best. It That's the best, best place. They have the fried chicken's good. I also like the um, and the donuts. We the ribs the are good. The ribs are good. The ribs are the ribs are great. Ribs, ribs are my favorite ribs. Right. They just I, put a um. Like a Mexican place in there, it's very good too. Uh, in the Dutch marketplace? Yeah. Mexican Amish. 
They took away. They took away the place. Kind of had sandwiches in the back, uh, and that's a food court. It's by the way, speaking of Amish, uh, probably my favorite movie of all time with an Amish element to it was Kingpin. Oh yeah, with Woody Harrelson and you Randy know, Quaid. That's that. Was, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really like that movie. I I, did. I, I, did. I think that was near the end of their their yeah. run. But they also brothers. had Bill Murray as um, gosh, what was his name? Bill Murray was the rival of who they went up against that way. Who did Kingpin? Do you remember? It was the Farley brothers. Oh, the Farley brothers. Right. Farley brothers. I, so I it was near the end. Of that. I like Shame About What's a, what's a Shame About Mary or whatever it's called. What about Witness? Oh, that's what I Witness is the great movie. I thought you were yeah. going to say with Harrison Ford. Here's here's something interesting. If you one remember, of our best um, actors, Harrison Ford. One of our best friends in the law, Randolph Rice. He's married to Carrie Cavanaugh. Carrie was a longtime reporter All at right. WBAL. So she is loved and beloved by the oh. Amish community because oh, really? she was the primary initial coverage of the tragedy at the schoolhouse oh, where yeah. the I think it was six or seven Amish students were murdered. Because of the closeness to where we are and Channel 11's resources, she was the first one on site. Wow. And that was kind of her her entree into nationwide. What did she do? They didn't even know. They don't have TV. She's a spokesperson for um, – for a lot of local places, a hospital and so okay. forth, but mainly she's a, mom, a nice lady, a mom to, to three great kids. Randolph Rice is a fun person. Yeah, he's a now, fun person. At, he's from hey, Louisiana. We should bring him in. UVA grad. We should bring athlete. this guy in as a He'd be great. Well, yeah, he's got his own. Well, he's got his own media. Right. Here's list. the story. He doesn't need it. He came to us. Nice man. He's area. fun though. Katrina brought him here. Oh, really? Remember the T-shirt she made? Yeah, I, I made the uh, T-shirts up at his party. He had a what do you have that right. party that like for yeah. um, whatever the the, the Louisiana yeah, the thing? Yeah, the Mardi, Mardi Gras party. He had a fat. Went, what's made, it called? Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. No, it was Mardi Gras. Yeah, oh Mardi really? Gras. I thought king it was a... cake and all that. And I had T-shirts made up. God bless Katrina. We got Randolph Rice. <laughs> and some people embraced the theory, but others were negative because they thought it was a uh, tribute to a natural disaster. But that's what we had going on. And the shirt, and, uh, you made a lot of those shirts. I think there were about 15. To yeah, I still have one. I have it. I don't wear it out a lot, but yeah. I have it. I don't really Bruce wear White it out. Bruce White received one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in, in, our, in our community. And, um, that party was at Jimmy's Seafood. Okay. Remember that? In the upstairs. Yes. Yeah. Upstairs at Jimmy's yeah. Seafood. How long ago was that? About, that was back then. Oh, it was during Katrina, right? <laughs> it was post-Katrina because he was here. Was a year or two say, years after, right? I'd say it had to be eight or ten years. It was ago. a long time ago. It was a while ago. So, <laughs> the, a couple of weeks ago, um, there were there was a lot of coverage, local coverage about kind of the uh, spate of violence in Towson. Um, you know, shootings. There 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 have been a you know many incidents. Um, some of them, I think, many of them around uh, the Virginia. I guess what's that? Virginia Avenue, John. Virginia Avenue. Right. That's that's the um, that's the street that abuts Joppa Road, right next to where the old Hustlers was and the Burger King. Right. And I believe it's it's not a well-traveled street. No. So I can see how that kind of event. That's the little, uh, that's not, oh, that's the little street. Yeah. It, that, that kind of event with that large building, uh, I could see it, I could see it being a potential location. So you all are involved in, you know, your day-to-day is, is, defending uh, the accused. And, um, you know, we all live you know, fairly close to Towson. We've all taken our families to Towson. We shop in Towson. Um, what, what, what's going on in Towson? Alex, what, what's happening in Towson? Like, what, is this a Johnny O issue? 
is this uh, Baltimore County police? What's what's happening in Towson? Why why is it? I just well, John John and I are criminal lawyers, right? So we defend people that are charged with crimes. So and that's how we make our money. It's how we make our living. But saying that we're not fan. I can speak to John for John. I'm sure we're not fans or support crime, um, but so we don't want crime to happen to anyone. Crimes to happen at all. Um, but my opinion on, as to why it happens, you know, it's it's multifaceted why it's why it's happening. I think, you know, we had a few years where the the prevailing you know political theory was. You know, we can let people do what they want to do. You know, as um as our as our one of our, our mayors a few mayors ago said, we can let people do what how they're going to be. Um, we don't need to enforce all laws. You know, some minor things are minor. We people we should enforce those. And I think it was that that mentality that's led us to where we are today. Um, and now you see things are going the opposite way. Just this this week, the mayor of Chicago, she lost her race. You know, a few months ago. Our, our state's attorney in the city, she was voted out of office by a person who's going to, who wants to go back to, you know, law and order. Um, but it's just things that for a few years, things that were able to, able to go unhinged and unchecked, and that's where we are today. Um, I think that's what's causing it. So I think, is, is that, was that the question, or was the question of how we can fix it? Both. Well, so that's what I think caused it, and I think that the way to fix it, the only way to fix it is to have police officers there. That are more police officers are going to be there. Nobody wants to see police officers around. We get nervous, or because they're there, we can't. No, we need people to be safe. We can't have crimes occurring to people, be it in Towson or anywhere. And we need police officers that are going to monitor people to make sure they don't occur. Now, you hear Johnny O talk about. His goal is to have cameras. He's going to have businesses have cameras or put more of these cameras up. That doesn't stop crime. It may later say that here's what happened, and maybe if they arrest someone, say that was the person that did it. It's not going to stop any crime. Okay? We need to enforce the law. But what, what surprises me about all this is that I, it's my experience that the general people who commit crimes realize that you shouldn't commit crimes in the counties. If you're going to commit crimes, you're going to be better off in the city. And that's, I've been told that by, by people that are accused of crimes. So why it's happening, I don't really understand it. But I think that um, because it doesn't make counters to that. But that, those are my thoughts on that, Rob. Thank you. Well, thanks. John. I endorse exactly what Alex says, but I'd like to add a couple things. First of all, we all are familiar with Towson. Now, there always has been crime in Towson. And one of our future guests, Malcolm Ruff, Gilman grad, Okay, great guy. Duke grad. Went to Duke as well. Um, great guy, family man, but was a prosecutor in Baltimore County. That was his first step in his career. He actually prosecuted the murder that took place at Nordstrom, mm. right along Nordstrom. Right. So there always has been crime. There was another um, one that was memorable where... Um, Remember the teacher St. from St. Paul's? Paul's? Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to guess what his role at St. Paul's. It was either a teacher or an administrator was killed in the garage. Right. And we know, Alex and I know, the, the, the attorney that defended one of the defendants in that case. But there's always been things happening there. And the reason I think it's, it's a location for that, number one, it's centrally located. It's really accessible to all areas, either Beltway or uh, north and south. It's very easy to get there. 
and it's an attractive location. The mall's there. There's a lot of young people there with the colleges and also the community. You have Goucher on the north side. You have Towson on the south side. And there's just a lot of good, fun things to do there, um, whether it be entertainment, restaurants, whatever. And as a result, you're going to have a lot of people outside and a lot of people walking around, as you see with all the new things that have come there, too. Um, I think what might be a cause of this is what Alex said and add into the fact that there's been a strong increase in um, the amount of people there living there. There's been all these newer apartments mm-hmm, going up. Mm-hmm. You got them on York Road in the, uh, as you approach near Bosley, but also right in the center heart, the heartbeat of Towson, which you have the um, library right there. But at that base, Chesapeake Avenue Carter, they have all these new increase in population. And I think that just brings people there. Now, with that, I can't explain a criminal mind, but I think the opportunity to meet there, to do things there. I think the murder on the Delaware Avenue was a drug deal going bad. Mm. Somebody was going to make a transaction. There was a refusal to pay or something happened. And we find that that's most of the county crimes related to that. That's what happens, whether it be this Baltimore County, Howard County, whatever it might be. Most of those circumstances arise from that. Drug deals. Yes. And then there's a refusal to pay or the deal isn't perceived as being what it was promised to be. An argument starts, that type of person would carry a weapon, and then it goes one step beyond. Um, So I think that's kind of where it is. Um, I agree also with Alex. I had a little more specific idea about the police being there. I kind of looked at York Road as the spot, the line of demarcation. Now, to the east side, that's a 21286 zip code. The west side is 21204. I think if you look at York Road, establish your northern point as Fairmount Avenue, which is just above the, um, the mall mm-hmm. approaching Goucher, the south side, the Towson University area, and then east and west about two blocks off. Washington Avenue on the west, and then the, the road that now abuts the movie theater. And I think in the European style, in all the countries over there, the reason why it's safe is there's a police present on the corners and in the area. Mm-hmm. You could even, like they did with the squeegee boys downtown, the squeegee kids, I'm sorry. I'm not, squeegee I be, workers. I don't want to be gender squeegee specific. Squeegee workers. Squeegee workers. As a result of the squeegee symposium. Right. Rob, we, we were by there daily, okay, within the, where we have to go and so forth. When the murder took place at um, Conway Street. Yep where the Hyatt Hotel is yep. and in the parking garage, almost immediately there's a new high-rise that's right there. Right. They parked on the um, sidewalk a SUV yep. and turned the sirens on. Right. Nobody was around. Right. And nobody was there. So I think you have to have some kind of visual presence as a deterrent, as a like officer on the side of the road, slow down. But I, I think that would be a good start to it. And I think you could partner with Towson University and Goucher in some capacity. I know Towson has their own police force. They do, yeah. Because if it gets out that somebody in New Jersey wants to go to Towson University and they Google Towson, Maryland, and this stuff comes up, it's going to diminish the ability for them to be drawn to this community. So they have a vested interest in it, as does Goucher. So I think if you partner with them and try to come up with a, a unique plan and then get the businesses involved, 
The other day, I went with my son to Raising Cane's. Brand new. There's a line out the door. Right. Raising Cane's. How was that? What, it was okay. Mm. It was okay. Very average. Mm-hmm. We've had better. <laughs> but if Raising Cane's investment partner in that community all of a sudden, nobody's walking in there. Mm-hmm. It's a failure, and people lose a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So they have they they should be on this team as well. I kind of disagree with Alex on the cameras a little bit. There was talk earlier when this was surging, but not to the point it is now, to put a ring camera on every single business. And if they know that that's there, then it would dissuade somebody possibly that was thinking it through, that I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be on camera. Now... I think Ring, the company, would provide free cameras to these places to get the publicity that they change the dimension of what's going on as far as crime. I think they give it to them for free. Now, you pay your monthly kind of thing, and it's activated by the, um, the activity that comes by or the, the motion. Right. But I think they give it to them for free. And I think it would be good for, I think Johnny O would look good. You got to come up with a plan. You just can't sit behind. It's like, let's see what happens. We saw that in the city. He's got to be proactive and aggressive towards it. And believe it or not, the main Baltimore County Police location is right there at Joppa. Right. It's right there. Just like buzz through a lot. And also target times like they did. Target specific times when people are going to be there letting out and all that. But these things have to work. Everybody has an interest. They have to work together. But I like the police presence similar to like a European style where the, 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 the officer friendly is on the corner. I, and no, forget this uh, security guard thing. You know, it's like, okay, let's go with the, let's go with the real deal. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the real guys. And, jo- and Johnny O can't lose that community. He can't lose the centerpiece of Baltimore County. He can't because if that goes, what, everywhere else could go as well. He's got to fight for that territory, and especially when he's going to go to try to get reelected. And I really think he's got a career in front of him. He's going to have to be successful here to go to whatever his next step is. Right. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't see anyone running against him. You know, who ran against him last time? Um, what was that guy's name? Brochin. Well, he won the first time by that no. slim margin. He locked. You're right. It was. Yeah. I think Almond and what was his name? No, uh, what, Bill Redmond or something? No, Red- well, he was the Republican. Oh, oh, Al Redmond. But no, he yeah. was the Republican, but it was that Vicki Almond and then the ta- the county um, senator, Jim Brochin. That was a couple times back. when. But, right, Brochin. but last time he won, in a, well, he was the incumbent last time. I, I just don't see got, anyone really running against But I see him. at some point he's not going to be there forever and he's going to have his eyes on something bigger. Well, I'm sure know. he does, but, yeah. but, but I guess this, it is, depends this on is his political resume. He has to take care of this. Hmm. Uh, well, well they do have a lot to lose because they're building all these condos in there and they want people to live there, right, mm-hmm. and That's residents. Right. And then you've got these restaurants that are popping up. Um, well, who lives in those condos? Are those students or who lives in those apartments? I think it's mainly condos? students, but the, the, um, there is a strong um, professional. And I know a lot of state's attorneys that live in there or attorneys in Towson, and there's a lot of uh, healthcare professionals from the local hospital, GBMC in St. Joe. Single, Singleton Matthews. Um, one of our friends who's an attorney, he lived in an apartment in Towson, so maybe we can get him on in the future. And Nick lives there, too. You don't you know. pay. Nick, Nick the Thinker? Nick the Thinker lives there now, too. He's moving out. But. You can't pay. You can't tell a guy to pay. What did Nick, by the way, sorry about that. What, what, was, what did Nick tell you the other day? How, how did we get uh, Native Americans in, in North America? Native Americans. 
walked to America from Egypt. Is that right? That's what That's Nick said? That's what Nick told me. And that I think they came because at one time um, the world was one piece. Pangea. you agree with that? Pangea? Pangea. This is, this is a clothing uh, company Jake now. Scott over here, uh, our producer today. <laughs> um, it was Pangea, and they walked. People walked from, is that, is that correct, Mr. Ubeck? They walked from Egypt? I know that it was Pangea. Nick the Thinker told us that. Okay. Um, Nick the Thinker. Yes, he yeah. told me that the other day when we were at the Towson Bars on Saturday night. Okay. But, um, $2 natural By the way, the be- where, where are the best uh, chicken wings in, uh, in, in Towson? Where do you think? Well, some people like the – well, I don't want to say anything negative, but I mean I like the chicken wings at CNR Pub, but they're grilled. They're grilled. You know, they're grilled. So the um, whatever flavor you get doesn't stick to the wings, you know. I do like the wings. I like everything about the, um, the burger place, the original burger place, run by the two big guys, the brothers, next to um, House and Hot Bagels. Burger Brothers. That's the one. Burger Brothers. I love the burgers there. I love the fries there, and I love the wings. I'm, so, I'm going to endorse Burger so, Brothers. So just so everybody in the also audience. also employ Towson University. Students. Audience knows um, Alex has a pretty um, pretty active uh, Instagram account on, on food, right? Can you share, yes. share well, with well, us? Lakeus Law and Lunch. Lakeus Law and Lunch, yep. Um, just before I came here, I was in Towson, getting back to Towson, and I was at the Halal Cart, mm-hmm. Which is um I don't know what street that's on, but it's by the circuit court, Washington the old Avenue. courthouse, Washington and um, Washington, Pennsylvania. So I went there. I tried to go to Nally Fresh, but it was closed. I don't know why. It was two o'clock, and they are only card only. Really? At Nally Fresh, no cash? right? So then I had to f- drive around the block, and then went to Halal Cart. They're cash only. I got a I got a good friend who would have a problem with that. Which part? Raj. Raj. Raj our friend Raj is a cash guy. Right, I mean, I, he's I only a cash. Guy. I don't understand. He doesn't it, have a card. He just he's a cash guy. I endorse the halal card there. They have all. They've been on um, Lake Islam lunch. Oh, they have. They have this great chicken. It's very tender. It's got a red color, like a shawarma. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but I get it's good. It's delicious. It's so tender, and then I get it over salad, of course, and then I get a little the white the white sauce and the red sauce, the hot sauce, but not too much of it. That's yeah. my place to go in Towson, really for lunch, and that's the thing. It's fifteen minutes. A nice day, you can sit on the bench right there. I saw Andrew Saller there one time. I'll bet. Um, <laughs> so you met him, Rob. Hey, that, he could Saller. be potentially, not to keep jumping ahead, because you only have to take one at a time, day day at a time here. Andrew Saller is a great friend of ours, Towson University graduate. Offensive and, lineman there. That's right. Oh, he is the I know legal, who he is. I met him. He's the legal representative of the adult entertainment community in Baltimore. Yes. I think stories, um, he could tell us everything coming in here. He's... When we see him, we flock to him. He's a charmer. He, he's he's just. Does he spend a lot of time there? He do, he I think as part of his. Well, maybe he might have to for duties, work related. Yeah, it's, as part of his duties, he might have a custom suits. Yeah, he has all right. The time. He does. He's a pretty pretty well dressed guy. right? He has big custom suits. He's a, he's a nice man. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. is that is that the basis of his uh, of his work? Is just the adult entertainment industry? Centerpiece. I think centerpiece. He, he sued the mayor. Um, during the whatever, I hate talking about this stuff, but he sued them when they would not allow the adult entertainment. Oh, okay. During the COVID era. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he sued them to open the allow that because it was, it was appropriate. I don't know whether the dancers had to wear masks or not. Did I'm they? not sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, compromise that was available. Yeah. <laughs> Trade off. Huh. Um, 
Let, let's shift gears a little bit and, and talk a little bit about uh, Baltimore sports, maybe sports radio. Um, John, what, what's the status of Baltimore sports radio, by the way? That's a good question. I mean, I, I'm, That's I'm, a good I'm really, question. You know, we, we talk offline. We always talk about sports radio, and, you know, John's such a big part of it, um, and he knows all the characters and all the personalities. He's good friends with a couple of guys on air now. I'm, I'm going to get John's assessment of uh, Baltimore sports radio. So here's what we have. Um, the main station or the main outlet is 105.7. Right. Okay. So the beginning show in the day would be um, Ed Norris and Rob Long. Right. And I think Jeremy Kahn's a contributor as well. Right. But really that's more of a like a current events kind yeah. of thing. Right. Like, sure, they're going to talk about the Ravens and right. all that when it's timely. But that's more of like a current events type thing. But Rob Long has his origins in sports talk. Right. So that's a nice carryover with him. By the way, we had a great picture taken with him at your induction that's right. ceremony, he was right? The, he was the master of He was of a celebrity MC at right. that. And Swami had some candid commentary about him. Yep. But it is amazing to see what he's done. I mean, he's the host. He's the primary host of the primary show of Drive Time in Baltimore. He started as a caller at right. WNST, Rob from Woodlawn. Woodlawn right. He started as a caller, and they gave him a chance, and he just run with it. He really has. Um, and a very interesting background. Maybe he could potentially be a guest on the show at one time, but he's good. Yeah. Um, but we might, you know, it's consideration. So then we shift into who probably is the most well-rounded, complete, popular, likable sports talk host in Baltimore, and that's Bob Haney. Right. Now, Vinny Serrato has a history with Notre Dame and, and the NFL and all that, and he lends itself to that. But I, I, I just don't put a lot into that. But again, you have to have that banter back and forth. And then the, the, sh- the day concludes with Vinny Serrato. I'm sorry, not Vinny Serrato. Um, Jason Lockenflora and the source, Ken Wyman. <laughs> so that's the lineup for the day. Um, the thing I worry about is if somebody corporate comes in and doesn't like their progress or the generation of revenue, they could pull the plug on that kind of outlet right away. They could just say, you know, this isn't working. We're going to go all music and just pull it. Right. Yeah. So, and I think what's helping them is the recent success of the Orioles um, and the interest in them. And also, people are crazy Ravens. They really are. Nuts. I mean, you just see by this, it's off season. And the, the Lamar thing, people talk more about that than any other sports issue here in Baltimore. Not about the college tournament that's coming up, Maryland basketball, what, whatever. It's everybody's got an opinion about Lamar, everybody. But the thing that, for me, as a first ballot call of famer, the difficulty I have with their their format is that it's not driven by the callers. In the past, other stations, WNST was the best at this. The stars were the callers. You had Raven Jan, you had Bob from Parkville, um, and you had the interaction going on. Those formats now are more about guests and rarely a caller if it really fits in all four corners to the top that they're having. So it's very impractical for a guy in his car or at his office break to make a call in. It's really coordinated and more of a show like you would think it is. Right. So let me ask you this. So you've, you you primarily called WNST, is that correct? That would be my primary, but, but. I was also a Stan the Fan antagonist mm-hmm. and – Ken Rosenthal and I had some situations come up that were really interesting. 
And, so where, um, what station was he on back? Was it like 1300 AM? I think they were on 1300. Oh, 1300. I think it was Saturday morning for him. And he came in, in addition to his duties with the sporting news, and tried to lay that foundation, which I think has led to his success in the Your calls, you mean? Your interactions? I, no, just his, his experience. But we had some real, some real... Well, I want to hear about that. We want to hear about that. But let me ask you this. What was the longest you ever waited on hold before you had to, um, you were picked up, your call was picked up? It, with the WNST, because it was the it was driven by the callers mainly and the breaks were at a mi- minimum, you'd wait like, you could go on right away or wait like maybe 15, 17 minutes. Oh, really? At the most. It was enough for a, a, to be serviceable out of a car drive. But these other ones, you could wait hours <laughs> so so we're, we're the listeners are waiting to talk to a guy or hear from a guy that's probably at his house with nothing going on that has an expertise in whatever they say so the perspective you got a lot wnsd was was brilliant because they had a lot of regular people they had the roma sausage king calling in they had they had goomba calling in <laughs> And there were regular guys with backgrounds. And I got to meet a lot of them. A lot of them are real fun it's like guys. like Stern Rap, the, uh, yeah, the whack Yeah, it was. Sure. But they were regular people, and they had – this was what brought them together. English Wayne was was tremendous. <laughs> he was great with the English accent. And it really and, – and, look, to his credit, Nestor would give guys nicknames. Okay. And it, it was – they had um, Joe Fan. He was – I mean – and then they had this event, and everybody would get together. It's like, wow, that's that's him, and that's him, and that's him. Did you go to that event? I would go to a few, but then it was it was usually a sponsor, and it was inf- infrequent for me. I like when Nestor would have the um the, sh- the live shows. Yeah. And then he would have the guests. Yeah. We saw that on the uh, the Ravens show, the Thirty for Thirty recently. Did you ever go on any of Nestor's um, bus no. trips? No. no, no, no. But look, that was a that was an uh, uh, direct correlation to the people loving the Ravens right and it was it was what they had this run the one it was the Super Bowl run and they had something in in Nashville when they had that big upset of the Titans I think they went to Oakland for something yeah and then they had the Super Bowl trip to Tampa right and he he kind of was a groundbreaker because he would start with those um uh listener parties before the game right Mm -hmm. now they have in a lot of these cities like Philadelphia or whatever, they'll have a watch party, okay? So if you went to where the game was played recently and you couldn't get a ticket, they'd have a watch party. Or you couldn't afford a ticket. So it, it, there was a lot of things that came out of that that were really kind of unique and neat. But it was run on the shoestring budget. And, but there was a lot of fun things. that came, All the guys that we talk about, Rob Long, Jeremy, Ken Wyman, Bob Haney, anybody that's non- like out of the, you know, Vinny Serrato, they, they did any of the true broadcasters on the 105.7 the local guys, the local had their start at WNST. Of course, your buddy Swami too, right? Swami. Yep, yep, that's right. One of the greatest. I mean, you want to talk about stories? The guy dated, um, gosh, I always get it mixed up. Tell Meryl us, Derek. He met. He dated Meryl Streep. Swami dated Meryl Streep. He dated Meryl Streep. He didn't talk about that. He the went Hall to of Fame. all the when Induction. Secretariat won. The um, Triple Crown. He was at every event. He was at every one. And um, just got an invitation in the mail to his son's wedding. I can't believe he's getting married. Big Sur, California. Wow. September 16th, 2023. Oh, my gosh. It's, I mean. We got to well, take it on the road. Well, of course, then. Swami used to tell, tell everybody who he used to meet up with at Charlestown at the racetrack. Well, he would drive with Charlie Ekman, the, the Baltimore legend. 
but they would meet another guy that was very interested in horse racing. It was Al Lewis, the actor, who played in Car 54, <laughs> but that Jake may know as Grandpa Monster. <laughs> Grandpa Monster. Grandpa Monster. Do you remember the show, The Monsters? Mm-hmm. Probably a top 20 all-time mm-hmm. comedy, for sure. And Al, Al was a, I think he was a horse owner, but he was there watching his horses. Regularly, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's pretty crazy. But Charlie Ekman, that's a character from the old days that people forget. Well, you know what I miss about the sports talk? Growing up, and I think maybe the last five years, there was always a sports show on WBAL right. at 6 o'clock. They don't have that anymore. They no. have news. It's like, you know, I don't need to hear any more news. They would always have somebody on there, and it was a good host. And I, I enjoyed that. I missed that. I missed that aspect of it, you know. But I guess WBAL has the Orioles now, right? They got them last year. Back. They got them back. I think they did. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Well, there needs to be some sports talk radio. Yeah, um, there's it's just la- it's lacking. It's just lacking. John, random thoughts for today. It's 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 early March. Um what, what what's going on? What what uh what, what do listeners need to know about you and and and, hey. and and this world that we're in from your perspective? <laughs> I think one of the main things I want to talk about is um the kids and their sports programs are showing I know Gilman starts on Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's always exciting to, for the, the sports season starts. Yep. And I like, I love the fact that the kids are doing real well and the parents get behind them. It's very interesting. Um, that's something that's on my mind right now because I, I was even asking you about how we look in and mm-hmm. what's going to happen here. And I love to see the kids grow, mature, and then grow with the team. And I'm really looking forward to a new season. I don't know anything about lacrosse. But my, my son has friends that have made the Loyola team. I'm going to follow that, maybe go to a couple games and have the dads explain to me what's going on. Um, it, that's the, To me, I'm looking forward to the good weather. Um, the Preakness is right around the corner. And just success in Baltimore with the way people are and they can enjoy our community. Yeah, I think maybe uh, Friday, uh, Black Eyed Susan Day, maybe we'll – We'll get together. I know Alex has a good friend coming up from Charlotte, Naper, right? Naper's oh, coming be up, believable. Naper coming up. Naper's coming up. And uh, you know, if, if Singleton if Singleton uh, repeats his performance from last Black Eyed Susan, it'll be an incredible day, right, Alex? That's yes. a fun day. That's a fun day. You know what? You know what I noticed last year there is that they seem to have opened they opened the infield now, right? Instead of the grandstand and all that stuff, people are on the infield. So right. we need to explore that about trying to get tickets on the infield next. What? About two months or so. Do they still have the music element? I think they have a concert at night. Yeah, I think they do. They, we were there last year, um, and then we were in the grandstand. I think I what we, I think I just kind of like the lady just I gave her twenty dollars. She let me in because the tickets were so expensive. They were. I think I got to the I think I got to the box office, and it was a nice late. Listen, getting my thoughts. My thoughts are. I love um, March 1st. It's a personal holiday for me because, you know, the winter's over. We made it. So we made it. So, right? Um, another thought is just be nice to people, right? Just always be nice. If we're nice first, it's, it's always best. To that point, I went to the Black Eyed Susan. I got there around 1 or 2 o'clock. I had, a, you know, an active day in court, as you can imagine. Wall bash probably running around for driving on suspended or something. <laughs> and then got there and then... The tickets were like $100. Yeah, they were outrageous. Right? $100, Jake. And I said, this is crazy. $100. And then Lady said, here, just take one. You know? So it was one of those things. I think I made the mistake of having my big bills on top. And then I had a couple dollars, and there was like a $20 bill there. So I, had to, I gave her 20 I might have given her 40 
So you always got to keep your big bills inside your wallet, Jake, not on the outside in case that comes up. But um, but we have to explore this year going in, in on, the, on, the, on the infield during that. I don't go to – I haven't been to Preakness in the last few years. No, I don't go either. I've uh, never been. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Swami, not to get back. I mean, we got to bring him in. He's been banned from the property for yelling at jockeys <laughs> when he had short-term investments pending. <laughs> we have new ownership now, though. It maybe wouldn't apply anymore, the ban. Alex, so you did a good deed by giving that woman some money, I guess. I gave her right. I mean, she, she was gave me a good deed. I gave her a good deed back. Okay, so you know? my question to you is, how did, you. beside that woman, how did you – what did you do as a good deed to the next person that you met? Do you remember? While we were inside? Or or, or a couple of days Maybe later. we got Napier's son a beer, maybe. Okay. Maybe that's what happened. Okay. Um, I don't remember anything beyond that. I mean, I mean, you'd probably give a few dollars extra tip. Uncle Larry, my uncle, RIP, he said if you're too um, cheap to tip, you're too cheap to drink. Mm. And that's a piece of advice I've always followed, you know? So you got when you when you get a drink, give a dollar or two at least every time. So I'm sure I did that that day at the Black Eyed Susan. What do you think about um, what do you think about uh, the philosophy of of getting free beer from a bartender that you're always um, or, or a bar that you're always patronizing? I mean, do you do you think that there's a do you think there's a social obligation? for the bartender for to give you a free beer for every three you drink? What, what, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I know people that do that. They expect that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can expect it. Right. I had another friend who was um, in the bar business for years. He was a manager at Secrets for a year or two. And he always expects when you go to the bars to get free drinks. Mm-hmm. So he would always, especially when we were younger, he would try to get free drinks from the bartender but then he would demand that we pay an exorbitant tip. Right. You know? I think that really – well, I'm not going to say what I think his goal was. But, I, I, I mean, I, you can't expect it, you know, because really the bartender is not – they're not acting appropriately. I think certain bars you can say you can give X amount of drinks away. Gotcha. But you can't go in there and expect it, you know. But, right, if you're getting free drinks, you've got you've to pay up in the tip aspect of it. Gotcha. And nowadays, bars keep track of every beer they serve, right? I don't know that. Do they? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, Jake, Jake, I don't know how they could. Do they, Jake? I don't know how they could with the, you know, with the draft. Well, I don't know. Everything's I mean, different now. Our, our friend Rogers, he he knows, and I think he would say that um, bartenders, because he he kind of expects that. Yeah, you uh, can't expect reci- it. reciprocation, but I, but the argument to him always is that um, there, there's a, a close count on every beer that you. Give, I didn't know that. that you give, I don't, especially I don't nowadays when it's all computerized. You know, My, it makes sense. I had the two, they had the two dollar drafts at CNR, the two dollar um, natural lights the other night at CNR pub, which I thought was good. It was a good deal. Yeah, along with the wings, that is a good deal. The grilled, the grilled wings, the grilled wings. Yeah, they go. You know, you got to get grilled sometimes. Yeah, I got wings the other day from um, Sam's Club. I've been seeing different videos about the what's it Parmesan. Lemon wings. Mm-hmm. So they had them at Sam's Club. Literally three pounds cooked already, $26. You put them in the oven for like 25 minutes on 350 or something. Terrible. Really? They were horrible. What are your thoughts on air fryers? I eat pretty much where, where all of you, them. Where are you on air fryer now? I don't have an air fryer. Um, well, we had, the, we had the original air fryer. There was that black cone that was pretty big. It, it, the basket was really small. You could only fit like six wings. It was too big, too cumbersome. Threw it out. 
I'm considering getting another one. Mm-hmm. But the air fryer is just so big. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to people that cook, they say that you can do wonders with it. But I don't have one. Does anyone have one here? John, do you have an air fryer? I have one, but it hasn't been taken out of the box yet. Um, I've heard great things about the air fryer. And the other, the other issue with the air fryer, it may enable younger people um, a good exposure to cooking because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean by that is like young teenagers and so forth. But I've heard real good things about the air fryer. And I know they tout the healthy thing, but I've never really heard that. It was more convenience and simplicity mm-hmm. factor with the air fryer. Um, but you can put raw chicken in there and it'll cook. You yeah. can put anything in there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, never... I still don't understand the concept of it, but it, it works. My son did a, um, a rockfish in there one time. Oh, it tasted great. Really? But, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't trust, safety-wise, a child in the kitchen with the typical, with the hot this and hot that. Yeah. But the air fryer gets to get over those. But I think obstacles. it's cool to the touch, though the air yeah. fryer, right? Yeah, it's mainly you know plastic or something. Well, I would never, t- or I never trust is that Instapot, which is the pressure oh, right. cooker. The, the pressure cooker. You know, I had one of those too. That that was the worst. That was terrible. You got to get the suction on there. You got to close it. It's got to heat up. It was terrible. One time we went to an Insta Instapot party. Hmm. What? We An went Instapot to a party. party. Yeah, we went to a party. And everybody brought their Instapot. And it, it was just stupid. It just, it just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't buy that. But I was watching a Woody Allen movie the other day, and he was talking about a pressure cooker. Yeah, they used to. And have, it was the yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just an Instapot. It was just. How about you the know? crock pot? Is that still used? You know, I was going to ask you about that. Is that, anybody oh. use a crock pot still? We have one. I, I mean, you can use it. Everything comes out soupy. Well, here's the thing, and I mean, this is something that re- it's generational, and since Jake's here helping us with the production, but. Here's what you got to understand. The new generations want things quick and instant. Yep. Their microwave accomplishes that, you know, that kind of thing. The crock pot is a multi-hour, if not full day, cooking experience. Right. So it's really not in tune with where we think. Well, you gotta, you got oh, yeah. to be a person who plans ahead and is prepared. Because you got to right. set it up hey, that morning. I was, right, in the you bank, plan I was in the bank. There was a guy in front of me. He called his spouse. And it was about 1 in the afternoon. And he said, hey, listen, I'm running late. I'm not going to be home till about 4.30. Can you start the crock pot right now so that their um, pot roast would be ready mm-hmm. at like 6? Yep. It's, you know, what so time was he starting? Was it lunchtime? Like 1, one fifteen. Yeah. yeah, it was like a I think it's okay. I think it's good, right? But you have to Probably plan ahead. Probably tastes great. Yeah. But there's right. a lot to it. And then, and then if you're energy conscious, I'm sure it uses – a good amount of that because just the longer, the longer Maybe. cooking. My dad makes the ribs in there, and they're really soupy. In the crock pot? Yeah, yeah. they're not good. Well, you're going to get a, a tenderness out of it. Yeah. And um, just, it's, everything tastes the same in there. Right. It's got it's got a um, a true melding of all the different flavors. No, it's good. It's good. I, I might you know experiment with it tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. I thought you were going away. Oh well, yeah, well just yeah, well I just said you gotta, that. You gotta put, the it, put, it, put it together Saturday morning and be ready. No, for I won't. Saturday. I was gonna say I put, you come home? I put some oatmeal in there tonight and be ready for tomorrow. You could. I like oatmeal. We never have it at home though. I think most people are gonna gravitate. I, I do this. I gravitate to what I ate when I grow up. Yeah. So oatmeal for me, like I'll go in and have the oatmeal you can prepare. I go instant. I go the. Oh instant really? It seems so sweet. But that's what I'm used to. Like Uh-oh. for me. A lot of people like macaroni and cheese, baked or otherwise, or they, they put extras in there. My classic, it's a delicacy for me, is the Kraft Deluxe. 
It's the regular craft, and then they have the squeezable packet, mm-hmm. yep. not the dry right. and oh, then water. Right, like That's, the Velveeta. Like, yeah. 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 I'd rather have that than any other kind possible in the whole world. The other stuff is so rich and heavy. If you get that, home, yeah. people make it. Is, take is, it very yeah. seriously. Is the, is the it's, it's a casserole. Is the instant oatmeal Quaker Quaker oats? Is that yeah. what you get? Mm. Well, um, never, I don't like it. Yeah, I think so. Now they have a, a low sugar one now, but there's really not much. Is it? Is it but the what's cost. the consistency? Is it just like the one? I like the one at the hotel. You go to the hotel in the morning. They have the oatmeal there. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know that one? It seems like more. It's old like, the, fashioned. like the, the 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 provided breakfast, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah, and you get the fixins. They have the nut. They always have which, the almonds, and which, I like uh, brown sugar. Yeah, and I like the honey. I like honey on there. Which hotel you think has the best free provided breakfast? I know you have Hampton. Inn. I don't know. I think it's hard to say. I only go to Hampton Inn. Suites, Residence Inn. Yeah. Is there anyone that stands out? Well, I don't think you can know. I know the Hampton. I think different, like the Hilton chains. They they they're no, each hotel has a different thing, right? Like the Ham, Hampton Inn has the um, has the breakfast. Okay. The Double Tree has the cookies that have nuts right. in them, the right? Chocolate chip cookies. And then there's the one. Is it Embassy Suites that has the free happy hour? That's Jake, right. you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Is in that the Embassy Suites? That is, that is, that is, in the court. Yeah, we were in one one time, and it was great. It was all you could drink. Yeah. It was just unlimited. But then the other ones, they give you, like, a couple tickets. Yeah. So I, I so I don't know. But then sometimes you go to these breakfast places, like, $17. That's crazy. That breakfast. is crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. But I don't know. I'll try the... Hey, some of them even time. have a... Um, well, I don't make it at home. They have a waffle. Right. Oh take, yeah, that's a thing. Take the, uh, the unit and then put it in there. And yeah, I think that's the I think it's waffle. pretty good. I think it's good. Last question before we uh, we stop for this episode, um, Alex. I'm just wondering, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have children that are in high school. John, you have children that are in high school. That's my, right. My children out of high school. What's the one? What's oh the one God. cooking? I just cramped up. Okay. <laughs> what What's the uh, What's the one cooking? Um, Utensil or one or one piece of kitchenware that every high school cafeteria needs to have, Alex. Well, every cafeteria is different, you know, and they have different things at every cafeteria, right? You have different specialties or food. Some's good, some's bad. Every cafeteria needs to have a panini machine, right? Really? I mean, you had a panini machine. So let's say there's a sandwich bar there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You could just you have your sandwich, you have whatever, you know. John likes the whole wheat. I like the white, right? But I get that panini machine. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Yeah. Get the ham on there, the cheese. You can go grilled cheese. You can do that. You know, maybe the school makes sandwiches. You have a sandwich there. You throw in the panini machine. Yeah. Everybody needs a panini machine. Yeah. So simple. Every child from 10 years old up should be able to operate a panini what machine. What do you think the ratio is between numbers of panini machines and students? <sighs> I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, you I can't have the... you can't have one for five hundred. Isn't that never? Some kids aren't going to get their 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 sandwich toasted or melted. Yeah, I mean, well, that's life, right, Rob? Then get there earlier. Three or four. Get there. They got to get there earlier. As as Coach you know? Sheets would say, um, don't make excuses. Make adjustments. It's just make adju- make adjustments. Make adjustments. You know? What about the kid from bringing his lunch? Yeah, kid brings his lunch right from home. He's got a sandwich. He throws it on that penny machine. Instant classic. So, so you know, I mean, you know, two or three is appropriate, right? At least. And this, and I think you have to get together with the administration to see how the volume of the kids are coming in. 
so that it's managed in a proper way. Like you don't want to back up on the line because you got to get back to school. You got to get back. I also think there should be dessert option all the time. Yeah, I'd agree. I've heard in these these days, you know, kids got to be healthy and all that. They need dessert. You know, we need dessert. Kids need dessert. You know, you know, come on, life's short. Have dessert. like have some cookies, like ice cream sandwiches or soft serve, soft serve anything. ice cream or something. You should always have ice cream there, but if you can't have, in our day, we would buy the ice cream. That's true. A quarter, thirty five right. cents right. or something, right? Right. But then you gotta have some have some cookies or something. You know, Otis Spunkmeyer machine or whatever it's called. <laughs> have one of those there. You know, they're delicious. Hotterbein, yeah, Spunk yeah, Hotterbeiner's good, yeah, I like the Spunk burger Bunner's. cookies, yeah, all that good yeah. stuff, oh. absolutely, right? The burger cookie looks great. It doesn't taste that. It's not as good as it looks. I, I would disagree with that. I think I it would, looks I great. Would, the chocolate's I weird. I think I the burger cookies of well, the Mount Rushmore of okay. cookies. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. all right. I mean, it's so simple that but it still it still goes. The chocolate is more sugary than it is chocolate. What's is it Otterbein the, the thin crispy <laughs> yeah. sugar cookies? Those, 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 are are tough, those are tough to push away from. Yeah, they're great. You get that going. They have the lemon version. They sometimes. do have lemon version they're too. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is the uh, we're going to end it here, everybody. Uh, we will be back in another week or ten days with the uh, second edition of Raw Justice. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank hey, you, let's, John. Let's come out strong with a nice guest next time. Okay. We're going to work Thank on the guest. Ralph. And Thank it's you, not about celebrity or it's not about what perceived importance is. It's for our audience. Okay. We're all justice audience. It's successful. We've got ideas, but schedules sure will come into play. But let's get let's come out strong. Well, we've got a whole list of people we've uh, we've contacted and um, we've put this on the radar and it's just a, a matter of availability and what direction we want to go. We've got tons of people to choose from. I think so. Yes. Okay. Any final words, Alex? Um, yeah, I'm, al- I'm always for a guest, but I, you know, I enjoy the four of us here. You know. Yeah. I can go either Jake, way. I would encourage Jake to get more involved. Jake Scott. Well, I mean, look, he, we like right. having him here. We like having him here. I don't know if we need to get involved. We start but. asking questions about when he played with the Dolphins. That's all we got to do. You know. <laughs> so that's where we are. He's here. I'd like to hear about his background, how he found his way to this institution. But Jake has his own podcasts. Yeah. No offense, Jake. You, yeah, you know, Pat, I mean, Pat like the glory. That. If you didn't know Pat Jake, the glory. Jake I mean, Scott he's always he's always welcome. But could I mean, crossover. Could crossover. No, let's just focus on raw justice right now. Okay. 110 podcasts for Jake and <laughs> County. So Wes, he's a pro. He's a pro. So stay I want to thank I want to thank Jake for the uh, for the support mm-hmm. and uh, Jake. Uh, I also want to thank Harvard grad. Uh, I, I also want to my backup uh, school by Joe the way, Jake. Yeah. Uh, Cesare Sacante for taking care of us on the uh, technology front. I hope, Jake, I mean, uh, Cesare, I hope your, uh, I hope your uh, financial planning with your daughter went well today. Sorry you missed the first episode, but you're here in spirit. You'll regret it. Right. So uh, we'll see you next time. Yes. That was so. Fun. I think that was fun. What do you think, Jake? Jake hated it. Is Jake getting paid to come here? What? We appreciate your efforts. Jesus, really? It went fast. Just while we're sitting here, I have this case already worked out. This is the prosecutor's text. Left you a voicemail. Pretty significant. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> right now? <laughs>